0: Welcome back to another episode of Kimboology. It's your girl Kimbo here, a.k.a. the Blazing Sensation, a.k.a. Miss Traveling Chafing Queen, a.k.a. twerking on your daddy's couch, and that's what I do. A.k.a. no more A.K.As, okay guys? I'm not bringing them back. I know, I know. You guys, I had like 75 AKAs and you can like tell in like the way I was saying them for a while that I was like tired of doing it I just like kept doing it because I'm like I'm here to please you guys So yeah, that's it. That's all you're doing this week Um, welcome back (laughs) as you can tell it is just solo dolo kimbo today Um, and i'm high as fuck. So good luck with understanding what I have to say next um, but no, I hope you do because uh, I'm solo this week uh, for the intro because I have an amazing guest on later. You guys, this, I'm so fucking proud of this girl. Um, she was one of my poll students back in the day. Um, and it just blossomed to this like amazing like writer, actor, director, screenwriter. Like she's like staffed on like Hulu and like NBC. Like I'm just so fucking proud of her. Her name is Kira Jones and uh, she'll be joining us later on in the show. So I really, really look forward to that because I want you guys to, you know, love her as much as I do. Um, she's like a sexy, bald activist too, like, you know, out cheering, queer and happy and just living her life. So um, I love bringing, you know, people in my life that has inspired me and inspired to inspire you guys and to just share the like love of like my dope ass friends. So, um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, but before we do that, we always have to, you know, bring in the show. Okay, guys, we are on episode fifty-six. All right, you guys ready? Nung song sam si ha hook. Ha sip Boom, there you go. There's some Thai for that ass. Uh that's how you say fifty-six in Thai. Um, my, for my Thai community out there please don 't read me for filth if I set that all fucked up um you know i 'm out here just trying <laughs> trying to practice my Thai uh, speaking of Thai though guys, I have a little update for you guys this is this is some cra- this is some shit like this is just some shit, right so today, my parents, not my parents, oh my God, today my mom and my dad rest in peace for my dad but uh, and her her man, her boyfriend who 's really cool I like him he's he 's not a bad guy at all. Um, my mom and my, her boyfriend and my little brother Goff were supposed to go to Thailand today. Um, they got to the airport, you know, and this is like after we've gotten, we, they went and got two COVID tests you know, like we got the, like the three day one, you know, the PCR one or whatever it's called. I forgot the terminology for that, the, the one that takes a few days to come in. And I was just like, you know, just go get a rapid one as well, just to like have that in your back pocket in case they try to, you know, pull some bullshit on you. And then they also have their vaccination cards on them. All of them are vaccinated. So I really thought I had it all. You know, I was like, "All right, guys, you're good to go." Because they were they were going to um, to Thailand because my mom, my family has like stuff we have to handle back at home um, with the family, like my aunts in, in Thailand and my mom. You know, she's from Thailand, so she has she's a Thai citizen still. And you know, so the, so there's like a wrap. Let's just whatever. She's got to go home to handle some shit, right? Family shit. And, uh, this is pre pandemic before, you know, the world shut down as we know it. Um, they were supposed to go to Thailand and then do, you know, just like me and Rick dog, when we were, we were supposed to go to spend a month in Asia, just like that, um, you know, we had to all get our, you know, certificates back. They gave us like refunds or they gave us credit on the account. So for my family, they had credits through United, um, to go to these flights later on. So, in November this month, they lifted the ban on um, not the ban, but like the restriction of where like, if you go to Thailand, you have to quarantine yourself for 14 days, regardless of anything. Like even if you test negative, they just still made everybody quarantine. Um, that was just the way that Thailand was, t- Thailand was taking it very serious, uh seriously guys. Bangkok, Thailand, Bangkok, Bangkok is their main city, you know, um, they, uh, they're like the most, Busy, they're like literally busy as fuck. Like they're, they're the most pop, one of the most popular um, international airports in the world, honestly. And people go through that airport very frequently, so they had to instill these, you know, restrictions a little heavier to ensure that you know the Thai people in the Thai country wasn't just going to get like fucking bombarded with like a bunch of COVID cases and then have their hospitals be overrun and you know and they can't do anything about it because you know it's it's still a up and you know it's not like the most richest company in that sense, uh, country, I'm sorry, in that sense. But so anyways, they had these really strict restrictions on. So in November, they lifted that ban. So basically, you could go t- to Thailand and not have to stay quarantined for 14 days. Um, so basically, they did that. And then once like that happened, my mom was like, all right, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta handle some shit. And I really her, I was like, please just chill for like a couple months. Like, can you wait till like February, like your birthday month? And she was not having it. My mom is me. She's my mother. She's stubborn as fuck, just like me. So I know where I get it from. I get it from that woman. So she books, she, she makes me book their flights to like, you know, the credit with using that credit. Um, plus having to pay, you know, additional money because of the, you know, whatever, you know, the new rates of new prices of tickets, whatever. So, um, so with all that, We dropped them off at the airport today with their 27,000 bags. We had to use two vehicles to take them to the airport, guys. Not one, two. That's how many bags this woman had, okay? Um, Granted, we take a lot of stuff back home to give to our families in Thailand. You know, like, you know, lots of, like, you know, good quality clothing. We like to, like, gift them with a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? So that's all stuff that was for my family and for the people of Thailand. Um, But yeah, still, it was ridiculous. We get there, we drop them off, we come home, I'm working, I'm at working from home, blah 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 blah, and then she calls me and says, "Hey, girl, you need to come get me because they're not letting me leave the country, they're not, they're, they're not letting me in Thailand. So guys, not only did they you need the negative test, uh, whatever, even even if you have a vaccine, doesn't matter, you also needed to have um, clearance from the Thai government with like a permit of some sort to be let in the country. I know, crazy. Um, kind of like with Cuba, like when I went to Cuba, like they needed, like, I needed to like, r- kind of like fill out a form and like ask the like government of of Cuba to, uh, like why I was going there and like, like they needed to know, like, so basically it's like, you know, you're like kind of for- giving them a form saying, Hey, this is why I'm going into your country. You know, if you say legit reasons, like, yeah, family, you know, family stuff, whatever, you know, if you're a teacher, things like that, work related, you know, that's all good. So like, they just are trying to limit the amount of like, you know, leisurely travel in the country, I think at the moment because of COVID. So if you, you know, my mom had to go there for work, I mean for, for family shit. So it was legit, but still you have to like, go ask the government, which takes like 10 fucking days to like, for them to like, for you to submit the form, I guess, and get it back. And then you also have to have a travel insurance. That's like, like a, like you need to, in order to go to Thailand, and I think even other parts of Asia as well, just because I feel like the whole premise there is like they don't want um, a bunch of foreigners, right, coming into the country, not having insurance, un- like unloading them in, you know, in their Thai hospitals with a bunch of foreigners that are sick with no insurance. And like, like that, you know, the fucking country's like, the fuck, how are you gonna bring on these people in here, and make us, you know, pay for the shit, you know? So I think that was why there's like travel insurance to make sure you're like you have somebody you have like something to take care of you when you get sick um, because that's still happening, guys. You know, COVID's still very much out there. Um, people in my life close to me literally just said, "Hey, I, I'm I have COVID again." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like the ghetto. I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> so we just have to be be aggressive. Be be. No, I'm just We just have to be aware, guys. Like, uh, so basically, we didn't know they can't. I had to go get them. They can't go to Thailand. And thank God we called United and they're willing to extend their, their uh, certificate or their, whatever, their credit on their account until October next year. Thank God for that. Um, so it's all good. We, they just have to figure out, you know, when to go to Thailand again. Um, I really want to go to Thailand, but I'm just like, damn, the ghetto. Like they get to do a lot now to like, I mean, not every country's like this guys. So just premise. I, not every country's like this. So, um, it's just Thailand, I guess, and parts, some parts of Asia, but other countries, like they don't have that shit. So live your life. Um, so yeah, that's my update with that. Um, just so you guys know, if you guys are going to Asia, really check into what they need. Cause you might be like my family just stranded back in, back in Chicago. Um, yeah. So I also wanted to, I'd be remiss if I did mention, didn't mention, um, Rest in peace to my boss, my old boss, my mentor. I mean, black woman excellence, uh, Harvard graduate, breast cancer, you know, fighter and you know, bad bitch, uh, Christia Donaldson. She is the CEO and founder of Thank God It's Natural, um, TGIN. If you're not familiar with that, it is a hair care company, a hair natural hair company. Um, They have hair products. Um, you know, vitamins and nutrients, um, gummies, things like that, Uh, skincare, soaps, all natural, no parabens. It's like the shit. It's like the best. Honestly, I worked for the company freelance all the time for about five to six years now, just in their marketing department doing various shit, right? Uh, I've worked with them for a very long time. They've always taken care of us. Um, They've, you know, always made sure we had product for us as well, you know. Um, So I am just like, it's so you know this woman was like such an impact on my life cuz she was so sweet so giving so loving you know um yeah and she was like amazing like she wrote a, she's an author she wrote a book she wrote two books actually so you know um i it just it's really sad cuz she was she was very young oh crap i don't remember exactly how old she is when she passed away i don't think they can, that's like not really out there and disclosed i don't think you can i mean it might be out there but out of respect for her I'm not going to say her age, um, but she was very young, young, beautiful black woman um, from Chicago and start black woman started this company 12 years ago, natural hair care company. And it's super successful. The products are amazing. And yeah, I just, you know, what a it's another legacy loss guys. So I am very sad in that sense because it was one of those jarring, I had a jarring, like, whoa, like come to like hit me in the face type of moment when I realized that you know, she actually passed away. So she had breast cancer and she, she, you know, it was, she was in remission for many years. And then I believe in the past couple of years when the pandemic happened, she, I believe, um, she got it again. It came back, the cancer. And then she was going through chemo again, I believe. And then she, um, uh, she was in remission, I believe. And then with this pandemic, I don't know the details of what happened, but like, I don't know exactly what was the cause. I'm, I'm assuming it was the, it was the, you know, her battle with cancer, you know, just because I, you know, noticed, I know that she, it came back and, you know, she was battling it once again. So, but I, then again, I don't know, like the, her family has not disclosed, you know, in a sense of like what happened, which it's not even that, you know, the relevance is not whatever it is, what it is, you know? Um, she's no longer with us and she was a beautiful human. And I just wanted to give her a moment, um, on my show to just shout her out. Cause I really did love that. company. I love that company and it's going to continue. The company will go on. Um, her family, um, heiress shout out to her. She's, uh, her niece. Also, she was like handling like all of like the, f- she was like the CFO, like all the finance stuff. I'm pretty sure she's just going to take over in that sense. Um, and she made an announcement on her page saying, you know it will live on so we will still be able to get our products guys um but i just want to take a moment to res- you know out of my respects to rest in power to her you know christina Donaldson was christina Don- Donaldson. i'm so high guys i'm sorry if you can't understand what i'm saying but yeah she was um, a beautiful human so yeah um i did want to shout out a little bit of our weekly segment which is sexy sustainability As always, guys, every week I like to showcase, um, highlight a, you know, a company, a product, a way of life, anything that we're here to save the planet, because that's what we're here to do, guys, right? To save the motherfucking planet. She's not okay, okay? She is not okay, because that was damn near 70 degrees in November in Chicago. So let's just be real, okay? Um, So I follow this page, my favorite, one of my favorite pages to follow on Instagram is called Sustainability Champions. And they, um, had a quote, they had a quote here where this man creates, it's so simple, but yet genius. And I was like, oh, this is so cute. And my fat ass wants fries. So, um, this man creates potato fries, uh, with the like wrapper from potato peels. And so like, basically like he fries the potato, he takes the skin off the potato. He like dries it or whatever, and uses the potato skin to like wrap around the fries. So that's your like packaging, So that way you don't have to use, you know, plastic or paper or anything like that. So he's just using the damn, he's using the potato. He's using the fucking skin of it to fucking, you know, wrap that shit up and let you eat it. It's just like genius. It was like so simple to me, but I was like, I'm also high. It's probably some high shit. I was just like, oh my God, it's so simple. You know, when you're high. Um, Yeah. So uh, his name was, um, oh, it says Peel Saver. It's an eco-friendly packaging for fries made from potato skins. Was created by um, the trio, the packaging is constructed out of starch and fiber components that bond and harden following um, natural dyeing. But basically it's just a way to keep that street fruit packaging going and just kind of like save the planet because you're not actually, you know, causing any carbon footprint because you know, the potatoes come from the fries. It's sickening. So yeah, guys, that's like a simple little shout out. I thought that was really cute. Um, it's on my, it's on sustainability champions. Um, yeah. So that's it for sexy sustainability. Um, you guys, I really wanted to just dive into this episode. I know I talked a lot already, um, with my updates and everything. Ain't nothing crazy going on in the news. What's going on in the news? Recycling of the news, guys. I can't. Like, there's just, you know, whatever, you know, who gives a fuck, right? How about that? Who gives a fuck about what is going on in the news? Oh, I think there's like a shortage of like turkey and like chicken and like food. There's like, like, there's like a shortage of everything right now. Um, it's about, we're about to be holiday season, Black Friday, um, which is already going on right now. Like shopping, people are like, Hey, come right now and shop. So Black Friday is not even really a thing anymore because the sales are already going on. So, um, but yeah, there's nothing really much. Um, I'm just excited to introduce you guys to Kira. So what we'll do is we'll take a nice cute little break and we'll be back with Kira Jones.
1: And we'll be
0: right back after these detailed messages. Today's
1: episode of the Kimboology podcast is brought to you by Faith and Flower. Faith and Flower's spiritual bath teas will align your chakras from your root to your crown. Whether you're medicating, masturbating, or meditating, you can use Faith and Flower to elevate your bath and self-care rituals. Kimboology listeners receive 15% off their first purchase at shopfaithandflower.com. Use code Kimbo at checkout.
0: has yeah. got nothing on
1: me. Classy seductive devil and pruddy, yeah. Turn on your cameras it's something to say. Yeah. And, and, so and, a day
0: a day. and so we are back, everyone. You guys, I am so excited. I'm so excited, you guys. I've been trying to get this busy girl on the podcast for some time now. Um, but her name is Kira Jones. You guys, she's so special. She's a badass screenwriter, a badass activist, a badass actor. And she was my badass poll student back in the day, right? Yes, that's how we met.
1: Just yes. Working on the poll.
0: Twerk it, twerking for that cash. You know what I'm saying? We didn't get no cash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was giving them cash to let me twerk on the pole. True. I learned true. a lot, and Kimber was an amazing teacher. Uh, so glad to have met her. Even though I am extremely out of shape now.
0: So. Girl, we just talked about that. So you you guys, this is Kira Jones. Okay, I'm gonna let her introduce herself. But I did say everything. You're a badass mm-hmm. actor, screenwriter. I mean, literally activist. You know, she's out here for the people. But you guys, this is Kira. Say hi, boo-boo. Hey,
1: everybody. Uh, I am, in fact, Kira.
0: (laughs) I use she, her
1: pronouns. I uh, am a uh, multi-hyphenate, I suppose, artist. And I'm currently a writer on the ABC show Queens with Brandy Eve. uh, And I recently rapped in the writer's room for the Hulu show Woke. um, And I have acted in some things I was on uh what shows have I been Chicago Justice right yes yes Yes. which no longer exists I just got a seven dollar and like 13 cent residual check for that yes come on now (laughs) out of control uh I was on uh the series finale of Empire that was not supposed to be the series finale of Empire
0: yes yes that's right you oh Mm -hmm. my god yes and you said it wasn't supposed to be No, it was the
1: last episode that they could shoot before Corona shut everything down. And so it was supposed to be, like, not the second to last, but, like, the third to last episode. They're supposed to do two more, and they just, like, couldn't. And so they, like, hodgepodge together. Yes. They, like, hodgepodge together what they had, like, what they would shot and tried to make a finale. But if you watch it, it's the most chaotic episode of television. It's not their fault. It's really not their
0: fault. I'm fucking done with Empire, guys. You have no idea, guys, because I used to fucking be on this show as like a stand-in and background actor for years. Okay. So this is the ghetto and I did not know this girl. Thank you for telling me that see <laughs> yeah. really, what a hot mess. What a hot I fucking felt mess. Bad for them because I I I hadn't <laughs> been watching the show in a
1: while, but from what girl. I heard from people who were watching the last season, they're like actually it was it got better again, like people. Did it? Yeah, like the writing got better, and so it probably had like a stronger send off planned, and just the the pandemic
0: fucked them over. Wow. So I yeah. have a lot of
1: empathy for that, but it, I look cute regardless of how bad yes. my episode is. So,
0: <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. You know, and what I, mean? I got to I'll... meet
1: Taraji,
0: who uh, is she... a doll baby. She's so, so sweet, sweet. She's and so smells sweet. so good. So good. Like amazing, like she just yeah. like she she pisses excellence. No I'm just <laughs> she, she does. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, she, uh, I just, I was so starstruck, but I I like could not. You can't be starstruck when you are on set. Like you got to be professional. So I just kind of was like, I'll just leave you alone, <laughs> so Girl, I don't
0: like start crying. So I had a moment like that two one empire because I was standing in for fucking. Tisha Campbell Martin from Gina, Gina from Martin. Yeah, so I, I, like I stand her. I stan her so hard. So when I was her stand-in, I literally was like the dumb. I was like the most embarrassing person because I was just like in awe of her and just like really shy around her. And she was just kind of like she knew it. Too. She was just like, oh god, here we go. He's a standing as a fan, you know. And I was just like, I was just like, I fucking love you. Oh my god, yeah. So I get that. I get that so bad, but. But yeah, Kira, I'm just so happy that you agreed to be on the show, girl. Right now currently she's in Chicago, but she's, you know, going to be going to Atlanta soon and possibly LA. So I wanted to grab her before she just like loves Chicago and who knows what like amazing show she'd be writing or being on in the future. <laughs> so, um so thank you, Kira. I just can't wait to hear about your story.
1: Oh, thank you. And I will be coming back and forth to Chicago even once I relocate to L.A. I uh, just love this city so much. Yay. I would stay here if it wasn't like kind of almost mandatory for me to go out to L.A. at this point. Um, but uh, still am planning to do uh, lots of work here. I'm going to be shooting my my feature here. So yeah. I'm not abandoning Chicago, but also very glad to be on the show for uh, like... I have to be in a gazillion different states.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Cause I was really sad when I was I'm like, Oh, she's leaving Chicago. I want her to bring work here. I want her to like, you know, add to the like, you know, shows here in Chicago. So yeah. the annoying yeah. thing
1: is that, and this might be changing with uh, post pandemic life. I, it's just so up in the air right now, but even if shows film in Chicago or film in Atlanta or film, wherever outside of LA, the writers rooms have always historically still been in Los Angeles, Ah, which like doesn't make any sense. Cause they are like, why would you want the writers to be so far away from where the show is actually being shot? It's just one of, it's just one of those things that the only explanation is like, well, this is how it's always been. Okay. But right now, a lot of, if not most uh, writers rooms are still remote because of the pandemic. And there are some advantages to that. Like, For example, the fact that people like me, who are not located in Los Angeles or maybe cannot relocate to Los Angeles because it's one of the most expensive cities in the country, um, are getting the opportunity to be in riders' rooms, whereas they could not before. Um, That's exciting. Yeah, and it saves Mm -hmm. the studio's money and they don't have to get office space, but there are disadvantages. Like I've never met my coworkers. It's kind of hard to connect with them and build real relationships because we are in different parts of the world. I think it's especially hard sometimes for comedy rooms because Uh it's really feeding off of the energy and riffing off each other and joking. And that's hard to do over zoom. So there are pros and cons to the zoom thing, but I I don't know if it's going to disappear completely Uh, I don't think it will. So uh, I think that there may be more opportunities for people in Chicago to be a part of writer's Names without having to abandon the city.
0: I love that. Thank you for letting us know that because, you know, I know probably a lot of people out there that are listening, they're like wondering in the sense of like, so like, so let's go on to that, right? You're, so you currently are writing on the show Queens, which is on what, ABC? Mm-hmm. ABC yes. featuring what Eve uh who else is on the show Brandy, Natoya Brandy. and uh, uh-huh. Nadine Velasquez are the four uh core characters.
1: They play a hip hop group from the late 90s called the Nasty Bitches. Um, who break up and uh, fast forward 20 years when their wives and moms and doing things outside of the music industry, they get a surprise opportunity to reunite. Um, it's very uh, like second chances, women empowerment, focusing on black and brown women and like amazing music. Swiss Beats is the executive okay. music producer. It's not like, like, no, Okay, I can't say no shade. Empire had fun music, but it was very corny. It was super Girl, corny. Girl, that shit was corny
0: as fuck. Come on now. And
1: whereas, <laughs> like, our music was actually really good. Like, you can well, listen to I mean, to Brandy,
0: it. like, yeah. one of the best vocalists out there. Yes. Like, come on now. Um, And, and like, just the
1: the... Quality of the lyricists that we have writing the music for us, like it all the music sounds like stuff that could be on the radio today, and you wouldn't think like, okay, this was definitely written like for a TV show, which is what I felt like when I was listening to music from Empire or, or, or Star was the other show. Yep. Yep. Um,
0: Star.
1: so it's been a really f- super fun show to to be on. Um, and there's also a bunch of really fun guest stars like we already have cameron Datakiss is going to be uh on an episode. I think uh Wyclef Jean is also going to be on an episode, so right. lots of great music industry cameos too.
0: Just lots of like black excellence all over up and in there, all up in Very it. Very much created and
1: uh show run by a black man named Zahir McGee. He is a uh, Shonda Landalum, he wrote for Scandal and oh private yes and for the people so he knows his shit uh it's been really amazing working with a black showrunner you know that's not um unfortunately a very common situation in the industry hopefully it is
0: changing but uh well that's why you're here Kira I mean right? <laughs> yes you're making the waves so yeah I mean so yeah so you've been you're on Queen's Queens now and then you were on the show uh you were writing on the show Woke that was on Hulu right can you tell yes. us about that too
1: yes so Woke uh, is it its second season i wrote for the second season uh which uh, we actually don't have a premiere date for the second season yet hulu has not given us one but Come on, it's hulu
0: kind of really give us what we want
1: listen um i think from what i've heard a lot of the shows um on streaming are like Still figuring out when they're going to premiere because shows that were supposed to premiere uh, in 2020 got pushed back. And so then they have to reschedule. Whatever, it's very complicated. Back to woke. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen the show, it is starring uh, Lamorne from New Girl, who played Winston, and T Murph, who's also another Chicago person, Yay! a local uh, Chicago comedian who I actually did a Wingstop commercial with before. Random. We're working on woke. Um, and uh it's also got um, oh my gosh. Um what, I like why is her name escaping me right now? Um because of
0: cannabis. It happens to me yes. all the time. Uh, from we Love her. God, but
1: whatever. Anyway, <laughs> it's a really it's a really um funny show about um a cartoonist named Keith Knight, who's played by Lamorne, who um has really been um, distancing himself from his black identity. He's been—he's one of those like, I'm not black. I'm OJ, type motherfuckers. Oh my god! Like he, he's a yeah. successful cartoonist, but he doesn't want to be pigeonholed. Be to, to to writing uh, or cartooning about black issues. So okay. he's distanced himself from that, and then he gets uh, assaulted by a police officer, and the trauma from that causes him to. Hallucinate and inanimate objects in his life that he sees in his life be- come to life and start, like, kind of pushing him to become woke. Uh, and Interesting. Then the- yeah, uh, it's a really it's a really cool premise. It's loosely based off the cartoons by uh, Keith Knight, who uh, is a really renowned uh, cartoonist from the Bay Area. So and he's been in the room writing uh with us he's uh one of the creators and the other co-creator is uh marshall todd who was one of the writers of barbershop so it's a fun room it was everyone in the room was black except for our showrunner Hi, Anthony. Uh, Anthony my favorite white man. <laughs> You're cool, King. Anthony. He's we very like cool. You. We love Anthony. Um, <laughs> if they were going to have a white man run that show, they definitely chose the right one. But, like, you know I what? Felt- it's always
0: nice to have, you know, an ally white in the, yes. you know, in close, you know, I mean, you know, they okay. They okay, right? Very much, <laughs> very much that. And, But it was just very
1: magical to have my first writer's room be an all black room. Uh, Ugh, like I've heard so many stories from, Black writers, where they were plopped on some white ass multicam sitcom, where they were the token black person, right. and everyone uh, d- either didn't listen to them or negated their ideas or or rewrote them to. And it, so I was like, "This is the this is like setting the tone for the rest of my career," and it did because the next thing I re- got to write was Queens, another black show, uh, and so I hope that continues. <laughs>
0: Yes. It sounds like it will. Like, it sounds like it definitely will. Well, okay. I love hearing the progression and like, from like going from woke to Queens. It's like, so now can you tell the people like, what's your background and like how you started into this industry, right? Like you, we know you write and then you're an actor, but how did you get started? Did you go to school? Like did you go to college? Did you do musicals? I did go to college. I did not do
1: musicals. I can't sing. I went to white people, Catholic church, so I don't know how to sing. (laughs) Um, but
0: (laughs) But you've yeah. done theater, though. You've done theater.
1: I do theater, but not uh-huh.
0: musical theater. But not musicals. Okay. Don't ask,
1: don't fast me a thing. You won't. <laughs> you will regret it. Um, and I will regret it. But um, yes, I went to school. I went to Northwestern and I studied theater. Um, so I wanted to be an actor, and I didn't have any real intention to write, uh, at least for the first couple years that I was at Northwestern but I was one of four black people in my theater class at Northwestern. And uh, that's out, out of a hundred, a hundred.
0: Oh my girl. So the it's bad. bad oh,
1: I hear, I, and not to, uh, not to say that their experience is not valid, but I talk to a lot of, uh, black theater graduates from other schools where they're like, I was only one out of four in my class. I'm like, "Of how many? And they're like 20. I'm like, shut the fuck up. That's, <laughs> That's a quarter. percent. <laughs> I had 4%. Don't ever talk to me about that shit again.
0: Uh, I'm, done. I'm done. She said, I have four people out of 100. There's more
1: Black people in my house. Okay. Straight up. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, but because of that, very much impacted my experience in that department and, um, I did not have a lot of allies, a lot of the white allies that I have now. Uh, okay. I think I also I experienced a lot of racism. Uh, did I Did you? Not, oh, it, yeah. at, at college? Mm-hmm. Particularly in the theater department. I mean, really? all of Northwestern's got white supremacy issues. All of academia's got white supremacy issues.
0: Girl. But
1: in the theater department, it was the worst. Um, oh, my God. And I felt like sometimes I, being an actor was like, being an afterthought. Like if you are an actor, you you don't really get much agency in the storytelling of whatever you're working on. You are the last person to be selected as part of the ensemble. Um, You are at the mercy of whatever the screenwriter has already decided, whatever the director wants you to do. You can try to make artistic choices to um, make a role feel more genuine or less stereotypical or whatever it is if you're an actor of color or actor of another marginalized identity, but there's literally only so much you can do. And I decided that I wanted more agency. I was like, okay, I want to be there for the genesis of the story and not once it's already like pretty much solidified. So I that's what inspired me to start writing. I think I, I, a lot of people assume, oh, because you're an actor that got into writing, it's because you wanted to write your own roles and you weren't getting cat. I'm like, that's not that's not it. Um but what I mean, so what if, if you people, Yeah, but what? so what
0: if you do? You know, it's like
1: I mean you know, that's fine. But, but I mean, I think a lot of I, I have feelings about that, but we'll get into that later. But like okay. if that's what people want to do, then that's fine um uh but that wasn't it for me i was like i don't want anybody to have to play these shitty roles it's not just me uh-huh. looking out for myself um
0: this is, so, some bullshit. This is also
1: <laughs> bullshit i don't want any black woman to be playing aunt jemima like oh what? my god <laughs> so,
0: Girl. so
1: um i i figured out that i probably should have been a, th- a film major like my senior year and it was too uh. late to switch my senior year. Um, So what I did was try to take as many film classes as I could. That last year, I took the screenwriting class and then um, I graduated and kept taking classes at places like Second City. But I felt like I was really behind because I didn't figure out that this was what I wanted to be doing the same time that um, my other classmates did and they were able to get internships at production companies or studios or whatever and get a foot in the door like some of the people I graduated with uh Z-Way as her own show on Showtime. Wait you went to school with her? Uh uh-huh yeah we were friends in school
0: oh Um, shut the fuck up
1: yeah that's crazy i love anyway uh another one of my friends alana pena she uh is the show creator and showrunner of a disney plus show called diary of a future president so like people i heard that yeah they're doing really big things so like you want to start here let me finish let me finish but they got started early Uh they knew i wanted they wanted to do comedy they wanted to do film whatever like from the jump, so I, when I graduated, was like, I feel like I don't have a way into um, television writing. I don't, I don't know how to get in, and so I was like, let me just stick to acting. But then uh, I started to audition for. Uh, like a lot of indie projects here in Chicago. Chicago has a fantastic independent film scene, particularly independent uh, web series and digital series scene. And so I did a couple of web series that were uh, created by black and brown queer people of color. Uh, Most notably, uh, I did a series called Seeds that's on OTV. And I remember getting onto that set and being like, wow, I've never been on a set where almost the whole crew looked like me. And we're telling these stories, like funny uh, stories about Black women my age. And I was like, well, if these people can do it, then I think I, I can do it too. And so that inspired me to write my web series, The Right Swipe, uh, which is also on OTV. So uh, thank, shout out to Seeds for connecting me with that community. And um, they have been such a huge source of support and community for me and, and really getting um, my confidence <laughs> and my career off the ground. So I did uh, the Right Swipe, which is a web series about two friends who start a business where they fix men's dating profiles, but then they <laughs> End up fucking up their own lives in the process. So that we shot two episodes of that because web series are extremely expensive to produce. And we could not afford any more than two episodes. And um no one really warned us how expensive Mm. it is, especially if you want your web series to look good. Um, so uh so we did two episodes of that and it did really well on the festival circuit. And I think. Everybody, when they make a web series, they think that they're going to be the next Issa Rae. They're like, my web series is going to blow up and I'm going to have networks calling me trying to buy the series. And then all of a sudden I'm going to be on HBO with an eight figure overall deal. Like Issa Rae is, and ain't nobody Issa Rae. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like no, only Issa Rae is Issa Rae. And so I really was like, yes, like this is such a good web series. And I will say it is a better web series than most of the shit out there but that don't they doesn't mean anything everyone has a web series it's it's so hard to um like there's no not one path to breaking in but i will say if you're making web series temper expectations it probably will not blow up the way you think it will <laughs> um, but i'm just sitting there after we're done the making the web series like okay so like managers and agents are just going to be like beating down my door of real life but uh, i i in my fantasies that's what i would like to see so i was like let me let me create the world even if it's fictional yes. and uh i started submitting it to some script competitions and i was like well i have all this script uh, competitions take cost money it they shouldn't cost as much as they do, but they can, it can, it can be very cost prohibitive, but during the pandemic, I was like working from home. I was not going out to, and spending money on no Akira or. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or no, she did not.
0: Akira girl. You love some Akira girl. I do love, love Akira.
1: I'm gonna, that's <laughs> what I'm going to miss the most about Chicago. I it's Akira. <laughs> but um, I was like, I have all this, I have, I've been saving money because I don't have to spend nothing. Like I'll, I will put it toward these competitions. And I did the scripted really well in competitions. It, placed in I want to say like 11 it won hmm. a couple and then a feature that I wrote also won a couple of things and even then I was like okay great I've been doing so well in these competitions I even won one these uh management agents about to start knocking on my door <laughs> no did nothing not to, not to even a tap not, <laughs> uh, and so <laughs> I was like, all right, I don't, I don't know what to do next. Um, but I just, I, uh, signed up for one more thing, which was, um, there's a site called Coverfly, uh, and it's where you can, you can sign up and make a, a profile and host your scripts up there. It, the industry folks like agents, managers, studios can find you, contact you, download your samples, but also you can submit to competitions through it. And they have a lot of like writer development resources. They help connect writers uh, with representation or with um, uh, studios or, or television shows that can staff them, all that kind of thing. And um, they had something, they have something that they do twice a week year called Coverfly Pitch Week. And during Coverfly Pitch Week, you can submit. It's actually free, which is really wonderful. You can submit. And all you have to do is have a Coverfly profile with at least one script on it. And they choose, I think, like, around 125 people um, to participate. And if you're chosen to participate, then they give these execs and reps who are also participating the list of all the all of the writers and they get to choose you know who they want to meet with and they'll set everybody up with like 20-ish like minute meetings yeah it's like, like a, a networking, networking thing okay that, so it's kind of almost like speed dating a little bit but for writing I, you only, yeah but for but for writers cool and I've <laughs> done similar things like it before like there's other programs that also will set you up with like mini meetings with folks in the industry. But uh, every time I've done it, it just like wasn't giving what it was supposed to give. Like they would either like match you with uh, an exec who like doesn't actually fit what you're trying to write. (laughs) Like, or they would be like, you choose, do you want to meet? there was this one that I used to do, I think it was called uh, Hollywood Here, which is specific for black writers. And they when they would do um, their uh, when they would have their networking opportunities, they would just give a long, long list of the execs that are participating. And it was like the Hunger Games. They're like, at this time, you get to choose the exec that you want and you better rush because it's like it's like you have to get to the person you want before somebody else does.
0: And mm-hmm. if somebody
1: else gets it, then you don't you you don't get that slot. You got to find someone else. So then you might end up with somebody that you didn't even want to meet with. Who like you might be a horror writer, and the person you're meeting with is like at Nick Jr. Like, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck are you supposed to do with that? So <laughs> I was like, I was not expecting anything from Coverfly Pitch Week because other things I'd done had been like so meh. Okay, but uh, I had four really amazing meetings. But one of the meetings that I had. Was with one of the execs that uh, from a, one of the companies that produces woke. Uh, she was uh. really fantastic. Another white ally. <laughs> we had such a great time talking that she was like, I need to talk to you for more than twenty minutes. Like, let's oh, continue nice. this. Let's continue this uh, chat. We talked for like over an hour, and she was telling me that like kind of what the process of staffing looks like, and particularly for writers of color, writers of marginalized identities, what it looks like for them to try to find those folks and what the obstacles are, what they're trying to do better. And she just, as an example, not even really suggesting it to me, but as an example, brought up woke, she was said, Hey, she, she said that woke was having a really hard time finding the last staff writer for their new season because they were really looking for a queer black woman. And just like, there's just not that many.
0: Wow. And
1: so I was like, okay, that's interesting to, to learn all that we uh, ended our chat and then like an hour later she emails me and she's like, Hey, actually, are you interested in being staffed on woke? Cause I no just, girl, I'm not. I, I'm, well, I mean, I <laughs> might not, I might not be, you know, uh, but she was like, if you are, I can send your script uh, to the showrunner. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I like did not expect to hear anything back because if, if there are any writers listening, they know so much of, and even actors, so much of your time is spent like, putting your all into an audition or happen. your script and like yes. sending it into the abyss <laughs> and then never hearing about it ever again. Right. So I was like, yeah, sure, send it to the showrunner. I don't care. Right. <laughs> and then the two uh, the next day she emails me and she's like, they really loved your script um they want to meet with you and it's going to be really wait which script was this
0: kira good vibes only okay good vibes only. okay
1: um the same one that I, that I had one of those competitions with The o- okay. actually the only television pilot i have uh what about, have, got- what about go to body that's a feature okay, okay. They, you don't they don't send features out for tv shows they, okay got you. you gotta have a tv sample for tv gotcha um for anyone who's interested but um so uh she was like and also with go to the body the, very depressing movie. It's not a comedy. So that would be a very bad <laughs> sample. Here you go. Comedy. <laughs> we yeah, it's ha- it's Have fun <laughs> crying. Um, but uh, <laughs> but they were like, they want to meet with you and they want to do it and they have to do it really soon because then really quickly and I was like, okay. She didn't tell me what quickly meant. I found out the hard way. So uh, she, they called me and they're like, yeah, we need to meet with you tomorrow, which was a Thursday, because okay. the room starts on Monday.
0: Damn. So Damn. I'm like, okay. And I'm still
1: working full time. I, I had a real ass job. I was working. I was the assistant director of Northwestern University's Sexual Health and Violence Resource Center. So a mm. real job where I had to like do real stuff.
0: responsibilities. Yeah. You have people, yeah. Uh, you people I got to right take now. care of.
1: <laughs> and I was like, Oh sh- shit. And so, um, I had the meeting and it went really well. And then an hour after the meeting, they were like, um, yeah, they want to, they want to offer you the job. So like get a lawyer right now so that they can look over your contract for you. We've got to send it. I have no fucking entertainment lawyer. I (laughs) had no no entertainment lawyer. I had no manager. I had no agent, like at least literary manager agent, which is like completely different, separate from, from acting stuff. And so I call, had to call my uncle who is a retired public defender. And I was like, uncle, Tony, do you know uh, an <laughs> entertainment lawyer? And he was like, I got you. I will die. He like negotiated okay. the contract for me. I have to pay him nothing, which is great. Uh, I excessive. just had some whiskey and <laughs> I had to like figure out how to like scramble to figure out what to do about my job. I like, I, I was going to take a leave of absence, but I did. I needed my health insurance still. Girl. So I was working both jobs. Was like, I was in the writer's room and working at Northwestern at the same time. And then all of a sudden, I went from having zero uh managers or agents interested in me like been like trying like knocking on the door like hello I have this fear. nobody gave a fuck and uh-huh. then I suddenly went for to having um 19 offers from yes. so, then, so that was the most stressful month of my life um how long, long ago was that
0: it was March March this year mm-hmm. yes okay
1: because it was like I was working my job in Northwestern. I was figuring out what the fuck a writer's room was while I was in it. Wow. Um, and then I was taking like two to three meetings a day with managers and agents and they were getting, like, they were getting extremely aggressive because they knew that they had competition. Like, wow. so they were like
0: fighting over you girl.
1: They really were. They were, some of them I had to be like, I literally emailed them like back the fuck off. Like you are being inappropriate. Um, yes, but I mean, it's not like what we wanted, but it was, I was, I, I was so stressed and it was really hard because like everyone's reaction was what your reaction is right now they're like yes I'm like no no no, I am sick like I'm physically ill because I like don't have any free time and like there was also nobody that I could go to for advice because nobody I knew even the people the successful television writers that I know they didn't get like this volume of interest at one moment they didn't you know, um get the way I got it's overwhelming. It <laughs> yeah, it's a um,
0: lot, yeah. And
1: for your life to literally change over the course, oh, of, yeah. like completely change in like a couple of days. So
0: it's um, like you ask, but it's like, are you ready for what the world and the universe is gonna give you? Like to receive it. Are you ready to receive it? So
1: I mean, I no. made myself ready, I guess, but yeah.
0: uh, but that's your but, story, which is beautiful. You know, you got yes. it, you know, literally, like you're sitting here today you know what I'm saying, like a writer on TV, you know what I mean, what you like, and it, that literally was what you wanted in your life. Yeah. And now you're doing it, you know, you manifested it, it happened. And, you know, it's possible. And that's why I really wanted you on the show here, because I really wanted not only to hear your full story, but to give people hope too. But then also this is just, this is your story, right? This is just how your life, your journey ended up. That doesn't necessarily be, mean has to have happened to everyone that way, because it didn't, like you said, you had Z way your, your friend, you know, got her own show a different way. And this, you know, everyone has their own path, you know? And so I just think that it's so beautiful for you to be so humble in a sense of saying, Hey, I did, this didn't just fall. Like I worked hard, right? Like I went to school, I, I studied, I did what I had to do. I, but you found a path to get there. You know what I feel like in the sense of like, people always sit there and they're like, okay, like you said, like, when are people going to come knock at my door? When am I going to get those emails flooding in? But at the same time, you're like, yeah but that's just not real that's not everybody's taken that's not realistic right and so and even what happened to me
1: is like it's never happened to anybody else like I remember going to the uh like when I was meeting with the agents and managers and stuff I asked them I was like have you ever <laughs> do you have any clients that like got staffed the same way I have and there was this one woman I met with who was a veteran in the industry she's you know um been around. She's been around for a while, and she was like, in like the 35 years I have been a manager, I have never seen anyone get staffed the yes. way you did. Which is yeah, yeah. So it's also, but I also preface that to say because I think pe- I am so humbled that pe- so many people feel inspired by my story. But a lot of them are like, okay, I'm just gonna do exactly what she did, right? And get the same result. Right. And like,
0: you right.
1: You Like even when I so after I got staffed, I went. Back to cover flag because during pitch week they want you to tell them if um, how your meetings went and okay. like for them a successful meeting is just the the per- the executive met with wanting a follow up or wanting to read your script or like whatever it is and so I went back to them I, was like, I got staffed and they were like what the yes. fuck yes <laughs> they were like, like yes. what well, I, but they were like so shook and then they they were like this has never happened before and basically I'm like their mascot now I'm like their biggest success story they put
0: your face ever. on a fucking like mural
1: <laughs> I actually am on their website you go on cover like, yes face. Kira
0: so, sickening so yeah. like that's not even normal for cover but well, you know what though but yeah. that's just because and, I tr- and I've always I literally always I remember like writing on your like Facebook wall one day like girl Girl, you should be a writer you're like bitch i'm already like a ghost writer you know cuz i just the way you guys kira's tweets the way like what she posts on like her facebook page like everything she writes it's so like funny and like and like creative and innovative you know like the, it's just it's unique to you and i always knew i'm like this girl like she needs to play. she's like she's a writer like for sure i like knew it and it was one of those things where I knew, I knew in a sense of like where you were, what meant to be, you know? So the universe just made it happen. And i feel like, what, wouldn't you say though too? Cause the thing is like, I'm a true believer in manifestation. Like I a hundred thousand percent. I don't know if you are Kira, but manifesting works. It really does guys. It fucking works. But you know, if you, it put intention and you put um, you know, like everything that you have in you and that, that could just be like, it just even your soul is like seeking some sort of like, path in life or journey, you know, and like you're all that intention is there. Truly, magically, I feel like the universe and God will just kind of like bring that to you. And then come in different ways. Your way was this way. Super unique, never been done before. Amazingness. There yes.
1: The manifesting conversation is so interesting to me because like I, I hear so, so many people say that. To me. Like You manifested it. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like... You don't think don't- so? I think... It depends on what your definition of manifestation is. Because I mm. see a lot of people think that tweeting something, being like, I will have a million dollars next week, oh. <laughs> I am manifesting it. And I'm like, yes, that's not, no, that's not how that works. But if you're like intentional, like the word that you use, if you are intentional, like I have a goal that I want to get to, I believe that I can get there. These are the steps that I'm going to take to set myself up for success then then yes, I, I manifested it that way. But if you think I just said, just spoke it into the universe <laughs> that I will be a television writer and then did nothing
0: True. to make that happen, right. if that's
1: your definition of manifesting, then I'm not what the fuck I did.
0: <laughs> Girl, yes. I, 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 if we got to be specific, y'all, and say that, well, then I guess we... Don't just like say something and then just lay on your ass. You got to work. It takes yes. work. And that's yes. what you were doing, Okira. You were working. You were constantly... Like you said yourself, You were working full-time, right? Grown woman, Mm -hmm. job. But instead of going out, going shopping at Gakura, you know what I'm saying? You took that money and you submitted it. Submitted it. Think. Mm -hmm. That's work. That's intention. That is, that's manifesting, but that's also putting that intention there too. It has to follow. It has to. I'm just so damn proud of you, girl. Mm -hmm. I'm so damn proud of you. I'm proud of you too. Girl, (laughs) you know what? You know what? We, I think that, you know what, honestly, I think that if we're in 2021 and we're happy, Right? Because it's hard and that was a lot of people unhappy. If we're happy and then we're putting intention to the goals we want and our career we want, and we're like just happy doing that and making that happen, then that's a success, you know? And truly it, like you're inspiring, your story's inspiring because not only that, but you worked really hard, Kira. You worked super hard. No one can say that you didn't work hard, you did. And you put time and effort into something, right? I mean. Yes. Yeah. You know, like I always saw you. This girl was always working. Every time I would see her post something, it was about the right swipe, you know, go to body. You know, she has a seat. Like there was always something you were doing. I had so
1: many fucking jobs. Oh my God. Because like (laughs) on top of working full time, I was What, your Caribbean? It's
0: your Caribbean side?
1: It is. It's the West (laughs) Indian. I always had at least three jobs. (laughs) even when I was working full time and before that I was the typical artist that was like hodgepodge project together income, like waiting tables, uh, you know, being a princess at children's birthday parties. I remember that. And shit like working at multiple different restaurants. Um, But even when I was working full time, I was still auditioning. I was still producing uh, independent films. It just was like a constant grind. Um, And uh, I just, it, it takes so much work to independently produce. Like, I think people do not anticipate how much work it is. Mm. Um, and uh, it's like, especially if you're going to crowdfund, it's just you constantly pushing and hyping I donated up stuff. You did donate. Like, it's reaching out to people. It's coming up with different um, incentives to get them to donate, different marketing techniques and, and stuff. And so um, it's really a full-time job on top of a full-time job that I already had. Um, And so I, I, because things shifted for me so fast, like I will say, like, not that I was an overnight success, but like the change was actually overnight. Sometimes I do forget how much work I put in to get to where I am. So it's really uh, always um, a a good, it's it's always a good reminder when I get to talk to people like you and you tell me, oh, no, no, no. You were grinders.
0: Yeah. Girl, you don't even remember. But girl, remember when we went to that audition for Empire together? Oh, I remember. remember. that shit? Oh, I remember. I <laughs> like, remember I've shit. known you back, to back in the day, you know, like we. So there was a. So Empire. This was like season two or something, I think. I can't yes, remember. Yes, I think so. Something like but yes, that.
1: Yes, I um, had found. I, this is before I had signed, signed with my. Uh, agents here in Chicago, Stewart Talent, That's actually the day I signed with my agent. Is it really? Yes, because whenever I was late, I was late because I was meeting with Stewart. Oh my god, yeah. And so they signed me right before I got there, they actually told me to botch the audition. Yes,
0: I remember that because you didn't actually do it. I remember so I that. did do it,
1: but they were like, I did it, but they told me to dance oh, badly.
0: Got you, okay, okay. But I
1: was late. But what happened, what, what how we got there was that I was trying to find background actor work just to get some experience being on set. And I kept looking for casting calls for Empire, and they had a casting call for people who could pole dance, and I was like, pole I dances, pole dance. And uh, I also sent the casting call to uh, Diana, who owns Stiletto Dance Studios, and I was like, hey, they're looking for pole dancers, so I think she sent it to you. And yeah, that's how I came. got into it. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and so we all went together, like a like maybe four or five of us, we all went yeah. and auditioned. Um, but uh, and then Kimbo got cast as a back actor as a actor.
0: fucking what was it like a artist or some bullshit which was girl I remember that but, it was just like popping bottles and shit it was so
1: random yeah because they didn't they, I remember they they only had black women at the audition with us but then when I watched really? the episode they cast a white bitch
0: so they cast, like, no they casted that, those two twins the two it tw- was like twin latinas I think Cause they could ride each other, they could do the surfboard. Oh, board. I was like, Yeah, they, girl,
1: they never they, 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 they like lined us up and they were like, You and you, your cast as strippers, the rest of you, we like your look. You can be background actors, except you, Kira, because you just signed with the agent, you shouldn't do that. But, um, but I was okay, I was expecting to see those two chocolatey girls when I watched the episode and they was not there. No, I was like, Y'all no. segregated these auditions, what the fuck? because no. I did not see those two girls, when, I didn't see them either, they weren't even there. I was like, What the. Fuck?
0: I think they like um, came, I don't know if they came before or after us. But yeah, I remember it was like two Latinas that were like twins, but they got it because they were like doing gimmick. They were doing like surfboards and stuff on them. And yes. stuff, so Do yeah. Do you remember
1: they didn't even give us a real pole? They gave us no. Like a pipe yes, they did that not. they found uh, like on the lot somewhere. Girl,
0: it was a pipe, bitch. It was a pipe. I remember girl that fell shit.
1: off of it.
0: Yes, because it wasn't a real pole. I remember that shit. It was like it was the weirdest feeling. There's a, a fucking pipe pole in the middle of the, of the room, and then there was like these execs like standing in it, like they were sitting in their chairs around us and you were and just like, walking in course. Oh, it was so it's weird. Serious. And then like, was- you just like walk in there on the cement floor. Anyways, yeah. what an experience, yeah. but remember that though, like you're like, I seriously like remember us like going out and like, you know, just like young and then, you know, just having fun. And then to see this now, it's so, it's so amazing. And I'm just so fucking <laughs> proud of you. You're like doing it. You're doing it, girl. I'm Thank just so proud. It,
1: it, yeah. it does feel like that was a million years ago, but it, it really wasn't um, oh, right.
0: It's like what a few, like f- a few years ago. I mean, yeah, I guess whatever. Was like seven years ago, like
1: twenty-two. So like six-ish, seven-ish years. Yeah, ago, but yeah, like That's crazy,
0: girl. Time is flying. Oh my it god, it is uh, just getting closer and
1: closer to death, <laughs> girl.
0: Okay, <laughs> put your macabre ass. <laughs> uh, no.
1: See, that's another thing. Marijuana makes me think about death a lot. Uh, So I I don't know, but when I get high, I'm just like, Bitch, you don't know what's gonna happen after you die, girl. I don't know what it is. Every single time I get death anxiety, Ooh. you gotta help me figure out what strain. I, I gotta get you some good weed, girl.
0: <laughs> I'm in some better strains, cause girl, I mean, it makes you smart as fuck. It makes you think. You know, I didn't create and all that shit, but girl, being dark like that, I don't know what the fuck you smoking? <laughs> I don't know. Death, nigga. I feel like it's, it's called death. <laughs> with a
1: few different, because like sometimes I'll have my friends weed, and they obviously have different weed than me, and I'm like, why am I thinking about death at this party and just be in the corner like? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no kira oh my god well you know what I, i'm gonna don't worry. i'm gonna get you some good i'm gonna get you some good cannabis you have no you have no worries there so thank you. um but no i am so excited for that thank you for sharing that um uh, but do you have some time to take a break and then we're gonna come back i'm gonna ask us i'm gonna ask you the meditate masturbate medicaid portion yes all right guys so we'll be right back and we and we will, will be right, be back, right back after, after these detailed, detailed messages. And we are back, everyone. You know what it's time for? It's time for Meditate, Masturbate, or Medicate. Kira, what do you choose to chat about today? Huh? masturbate sick you know what this is why i love you girl because i feel like a, like like a handful of people are like scared to like go with masturbate and i knew your ass was gonna choose masturbate i mean
1: I it I, I was a sex educator for like eight years right so, and my oh, whole yeah. whole pilot the, the reason that i am here at, you know writing for tv shows is because i wrote a pilot about the female orgasm, um,
0: Thickening. So
1: I'm not afraid to talk about masturbation whatsoever. In fact, I probably talk about it too much. Uh, <laughs> I probably make people uncomfortable, but it no, also it's a perfect me, show for you to be on. It's the perfect uh, show. Also got <laughs> job, so multiple jobs. So
0: yes, yes. Okay. So masturbate. <sighs> so, okay. So that was, that was a really nice segue into that. So you said you were a sex educator for eight years. Can you elaborate on that?
1: Yeah, I started in college as a peer educator. I was a member of a group called SHAPE, which stands for Sexual Health and Assault Peer Educators. So um, the for people who aren't familiar with how peer education works, it's, you know, if you're speaking to a particular group of people, so high schoolers or college students, you have people who are their age and who are um, their classmates talking to them who are educated on these topics, talking to them, because sometimes it can be really daunting or can make you feel really uncomfortable to, to talk to somebody who feels like an authority figure. Um, but when you're just like talking, speaking, it feels like you're talking to a friend and it a- research is shown that it can actually be much more effective. Okay. So I was a peer educator um, I was one of those students slaying condoms all around campus and we hey. do workshops for different student groups. Uh, I was also president of a group called Sex Week for two of my four years at Northwestern. And so all that work that I was doing on campus, uh, I made, uh, I did, it was through the office care where I used to work, right before I got staffed, I woke. And so because I was so involved with them after I graduated, there was a position that opened up and they asked me to uh, come back and apply. And I got hired and they stuck around. I stuck around and got promoted to uh, assistant director. So I was there for. Ah, So so that's how you got
0: your job at Northwestern. Okay. Yes. So
1: cumulatively, if you count the four years I was undergrad and four years, I was a staff member at care it's eight years.
0: Wow. Girlfriend. Yes. So yeah, she is not shy when it comes to sex. Okay, so what are you doing for the female orgasm nowadays? What, like, so what's your uh, masturbation, you know, uh, self-care techniques right now? Oh,
1: man, I have some, I invested in some toys during the pandemic. I, um, you, like I said, saved some money up. but I was like, let me go get the good toys because the when you buy the cheap ones, they fucking, they break or like, They can be made of materials that like fuck up your pH and that kind of thing. So like you do need to invest, uh, it's, it's, it'll be worth it because I also, the toys probably, you know, work better, feel better, but, um, I'd suggest investing in toys from, feminist, inclusive sex shops like Early to Bed or the Pleasure Chest uh, if you're in Chicago. Actually, is the Pleasure Chest still here? I think It the, is, there's, yeah. There's two of them and one of them closed during the pandemic. The big oh, one closed. really? The smaller one is still here. Yes. Oh, I love the Pleasure Chest. I know, but they're still the smaller one. Okay. Um, and then there's other places, uh, other feminist sex shops in other states like the Smitten Kitten in um, Minneapolis and the Tool Shed in Milwaukee. So you can also browse their websites and order from them. And it's also, they're also like, uh, small businesses, all of them are women owned. And so yes. d- if you can do that, uh, try to buy from them instead of places like Amazon, but also like, if you could only afford Amazon, there's, you know, get, get it how you need to get it. Because I think that everybody deserves to have toys. And I I know so many people that have been frustrated with trying to figure out how to masturbate with just their hands and it just doesn't work. And like, it is okay. If you need a toy and most people, a lot, I can't say most people, but a lot of people do don't know what the statistic is about that. Um, But don't feel ashamed if you can't do it manually or if you can't even with a partner, you need a toy. Like that's extremely common.
0: Um, Now, thank you for that. You're like putting us on to all the places we can buy these. So thank you. Um, what about the toy you're using currently? What is it?
1: I have a couple of toys. Um, okay. Is there like special right names? Um, I can't remember the name. I, I might have the box still actually. Let me see. Because like if you, if you buy a toy from some of these shops, they, they have warranties. That's another good reason to buy from these shops. But they're like, you need to keep the box in order to... The word. Yes, so the she's box. like, let me
0: not. Okay. I don't care how long it is. I'm gonna keep this damn box. I don't know how the fuck you say
1: this word. It's like it's uh noise. It's no-gi? like and and that little uh, noji. Oh, is that like a German thing? Like a it noise. Like, yeah, it's got that O that got the little two dots over it. Right, I don't like, Uber. like Uber. Like Uber. Yeah. <laughs> um it's, but it's like the noji quiver. Um Ooh, so is that
0: one that you insert in you, or is it just a no, a squirrel, it's, or?
1: No, it's more out, uh, external, like um like a, for your clitoris or a, it gets a good work on a penis as well, like whatever you have, whatever your parts are. It's not really vaginal or okay. and so definitely don't put thingy- it on your butt. Yeah, it's it, it just like a, if you for some people, like a specific spot is like like if you need to really pinpoint a specific spot on your body rather than um with like a I have one of those magic wands and like it's got a really big head and it's really powerful and if it'll it'll stimulate a wider area for Uh some people that's too intense like they just Uh. this one little spot here is what gets me off um so this is a good toy for that because it's got a really small head and so you can like pinpoint exactly where you i've never seen one like
0: that 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 looks like small like that like a little yeah
1: Uh, there's (laughs) like another similar one that they sell early to bed um but i like this one a lot um i have the the classic magic wand and I've just been using that one as a back massager I don't know I don't love that one (laughs) as much that's the one that everybody like raves about like that's the OG um but I'm like but for a lot of people that can just be like too intense right um I will say finding the right sex toy can be kind of like dating a little bit because what is a great toy for one person will not may not be the best one for somebody else, which is annoying because you cannot return them. So like right. can you, you imagine? Like, I
0: tried this. Uh I didn't yeah. it didn't work. Can I return
1: this? Like Yeah so definitely no. do as much research as you can before you make a purchase. And that's another great reason that you, to go to a place like early to bed because their staff is really well-trained and knowledgeable and a lot of them have tried the toys before themselves so they can give you really good recommendations and they'll ask you the right questions so that you can figure out what toy might be the right for you and then i have um you know it's kind of just basically a classic rabbit situation there you go um and Ooh, then that's have, pretty this one is the most expensive one i've ever got it because it's like it's like thrust by itself it's called the um From Fun Factory, the Stronic Surf.
0: Guys, if you're if you're watching the visuals, that's going to be on YouTube. You can see all the toys that Kira's holding in her hand.
1: Oh God, uh, (laughs) and this one is an internal (laughs) toy. It's got ridges. Um, and but it thrusts like it goes like yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's doing the work. It's like okay. hand, and it's hands-free. So, like, you, your hands can be do other, doing other things. It's doing uh, the work, y'all. This thing's so thrusting. It's really expensive, though. Like, I like this. How really much is lot. that? Like, it was, at, Girl, like, at least $150,
0: if name. not more. It's worth so, it for your clitoris and your pussy. So, whatever. Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> I will say I like it. But if... I don't know if I would have spent this much on it. No, like... I don't know. it's uh-huh. to it, me is not a hundred percent worth the price, but it's a good toy. Okay. Like. Okay. But I think because of the technology, the like however the fuck they make it magically yeah. thrust itself, thrust. it's more
0: expensive. <laughs> um she got a collection it, y'all i love kira look at this bitch. she's like pulling it. she's pulling toys out of every every part of her uh, those are all my
1: toys minus the the magic wand which is somewhere but like i also i have cbd lube since we're talking sickening. about yes. um it's from bella the cbd infused water based
0: lube yes cbd infused water-based lube sickening mm-hmm. okay wait for phor- really like you say Fourier? Uh, No, this is Bella. Oh, Bella. I'm sorry. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I got all these things that I just mentioned at Early to Bed. It's my favorite shop. Um, They also do workshops. Like they used to come to my students. So I started advising the student group that I was a part of in college when I was working at CARE. And so when we were training them, because they have to go through a 40-hour training before they can be released to do give condoms to their, to their peers. That's so um, funny. <laughs> uh, and so a part of their training, we would talk about uh, sex toys and pleasure. And so people from early to bed would come and give them a little workshop. So I love you could that. also yeah. use them as an educational resource.
0: Cute. Cute. Well, you guys take your pick. I mean, she gave us all sorts of different toys and places, which I'll, I'll put the, the link in the show notes guys, so that you can, you can check out the places that Kira listed. Um, and then you can get some sex toys because yes. who doesn't need a, a thrusting dildo? Who doesn't need
1: that? I mean, that? some people might not need it because some people <laughs> might not like that sensation. But... I, I'm
0: actually one of those people. I use a crystal wand. Do you know that like a, yeah. I'm a crystal healer. So mm. my, my, mine is all crystal and it's a, like, it's like the color of a J. It's Evan Turing. So it's like green. Wow. Okay. But I have such a relationship with my crystal wand, but that's me and my crystal wand. Like I, it gives me what I need. It doesn't vibrate. It's not made of any sort of plastic or harmful material for my pussy. You know, mm-hmm. it's made from stone, so it's all natural and it makes my pussy happy.
1: So, if makes yeah. your <laughs> pussy happy or whatever type of genitals that you have, um, that's another thing that Early to Bed is extremely inclusive, and they also have um, toys that are specific for trans bodies. They oh, also have um, like gender. Uh, affirming gear so if you need packers or harnesses or chest binders that kind of thing they have that there as well so um for for all your sex and and gender affirming needs uh, early to bed is such a great resource I, i'm just like a commercial for them right now I guess.
0: I, but you know what girl you better sell it okay you better sell got a sponsorship it. okay they can pay me a <laughs> sex toys. sponsored by early today naturally no, <laughs> Thanks, Kira. No, seriously, those are all great tips. And you guys, if you see the visuals, you'll see all the toys that she was like, uh, especially the first one was like a little, it has like a little nipple thingy on it. It was like cute. I was just I yeah. keep like clicking my finger. Also... And <laughs>
1: Don't mind my face. Normally I'm cuter than this, but. Oh, don't do that. Look, at I didn't eye. put makeup on. I was like really deep in, I was writing a script and I was like, ah, and then all of a sudden you I were working. Sudden, I was no. working and I haven't gotten a fade. I got to go to mellow and I oh, need to f- get my eyebrows done, but just, you know, just. So I'm actually know. kind
0: of upset that you look this beautiful with no makeup on and no, and no eyebrows done and no fade. So shut up. Okay. <laughs> uh, this i is her I, not I, trying and she's gorgeous. So whatever. Um, <laughs> well thank you for that um seriously kira you've been like phenomenal it's been so your story so inspirational i'm so damn proud you know i we were just actually talking about but when we were on break how we realized that we went to like new orleans together me and her back in the day if we went to essence fest, our first essence it was your first F- essence fest right yes uh, yeah. it was I, yeah we went uh, to our first essence fest together like we saw janet jackson that was iconic you know yes. like um and yeah i'm just so excited and so eager to see what you have next coming like are you working on any projects right now that you want to talk about or like give us little sneak peeks on or
1: sure Uh, i mean mostly i'm i'm a hype queens please watch queens we just uh aired our fourth episode and we need all the support that we can get it's just um network tv is dying and, and so uh everyone's all up on streaming. And and so luckily we are also on Hulu. So if you don't have live TV like most people don't, I had to buy, buy a antenna in order to watch my own. <laughs> no, you damn did not. Um, but uh if you so if you're not if you don't have live TV, it's on Hulu the next day. So airs live on Tuesdays at 10 p or 9 p.m. central on ABC and then is available to stream the next day on Hulu. Um and then I have uh, independent film that Kim has mentioned a couple times, Go to the Body, which I am also gonna be directing, which is really crazy. Yay! Carol!
0: Uh, you're gonna yeah. start you're you're it's already filmed though, or do you wait? No, no, no. no. We shot uh, what we
1: shot was the what we call a proof of concept. Okay. So okay. we shot a few scenes from this from the film, um, because indie film fundraising is extremely difficult. Um And so it can be helpful to have like a sizzle reel or a Ah. short form version of the project to show potential investors or talent that you're trying to go out to or whatever. Like this is what the film is going to look like, especially if you're a newer director, you can show like, hey, I made this look good. I promise I'm gonna make you look good too. Um, So Uh like people can have more confidence uh, in you. And so uh, because I'm a black queer woman there's a higher hill for me to climb and also um, I wanted to make sure that I really could direct it so we fund raised we crowdfunded during 2020 uh, and Kim donated I did. Uh, for the proof of concept won a couple of grants for that and then okay. shot we shot like four scenes okay. from the feature and cut it and uh, cut it into a trailer um, but we have not shot the full film and the ah, actors okay. that you see in the proof of concept won't be necessarily, at least okay. in the, the roles that they're in, uh, in the full feature. So gotcha. right now we're in the process of fundraising for that. But if you want to watch the proof of concept trailer, that is available on our website. Go to the body.com.
0: I'll put them um, in the show notes. So we'll, yes. we can have that in there. Yeah, for yes.
1: sure. Um, but we're right now in the process of putting together uh, a, a, a cast with like, Real celebrity
0: actors in it That's exciting um, And you're yes. doing Shit, directing it girl Shit That's fucking sickening um, Yeah we
1: do have our uh, One of our leads cast uh, Which uh, I can't I don't know if I can say who or not yet you want i have not I don't know if I'm a, I don't know if I can I don't know if I can Okay But it's somebody uh, uh, Well known So That's amazing I, I'm extremely like, so excited about it And then um, The next we go to Begging old white men for money so- Ha <laughs> done Uh, so that's what's going on with me and then i'm trying to think if there's anything else no that's pretty much it queens and go to the body and at some point hulu will tell us when woke season two will be on air but if you want to get ready for when that drops you can watch season one which is already
0: available on hulu that's so exciting Oh my God, guys. And then do you have like an Instagram or anything that we can like find you and like stalk you on? So, yes. yeah. I do
1: have an Instagram and a Twitter. Uh, my Instagram handle is just my name, Kira, K Y R A dot A dot Jones. And then I was more ratchet with my Twitter handle. And my Twitter <laughs> handle great. is uh, Black Ass Feminist, B L <laughs> K ass feminist, (laughs) all one word. Um, So if you want to, you can follow me on either of those platforms and keep up with what I'm doing there.
0: Wonderful. Oh my God, Kira, sickening. Well, I have a quote of the day for you that I chose specifically for you in this episode and for sharing everything that you shared today. So the quote of the day is, if there's a book that you want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, then you must write it. And that's by Toni Morrison. Hey, there we uh, go. That's a great quote. I don't know if I'll be writing
1: no books, but I feel like that's very Why not, um, girl? You write more I don't even shit? be reading books like that. Um, uh, I, <laughs> I like to, see it's the audio books. I, I have a thing about I don't know what it is about books and it, reading, but I just like can never get through them. I like read a little bit, I put it down and I never I like it go like
0: just disappears and fall, slides under my bed. I don't know where it goes. <laughs> you know, I have and, the same problem, Kira.
1: The yeah, same so, problem.
0: Like I so, bought... That makes me feel better. <laughs> no, I seriously... Like I bought uh How to Get Good With Money with... Like it's like a really... Like, you know, whatever. It's like a, a black... I can't even think of the fucking name of the author right now because I'm like high as fuck. Um, but please, <laughs> you have like, that excuse. <laughs> I literally was like, "What is?" It's right over there too. I'm like, oh, "My God, she's the the budgetista. Boom. There. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I brought her book, and it's like it's how it's called how to get good with money. But like, literally, have the same fucking problem. I have so many books that I've like picked up, started to read, and then just fucking put them like never fucking touch them. I again. can't
1: tell you the last time I finished a book, uh, so <laughs> I can't even imagine and try to write one. Um, but uh, I do feel like that also the quote also applies to film and tv like if there's yeah. a television show yeah. or there's a movie that you want to see in the world that no one is making then you should make it yourself I will say though because a lot of people I can't tell you millions of people are like, I got an idea for a movie and they're like, I'm gonna write it but they don't actually back to manifesting they don't actually learn the craft. They're like, I could just sit down and write this and it's going to get an Oscar. It will not. Crew writing is extremely hard. Um, You are more likely to be recruited into Major League Baseball than you are to get into the Writers Guild of America. Damn. Yes. And even within that, the people who are in the WGA, only 50% of them are working at a given
0: time. That's craziness. So
1: I will, it's hard. It's hard. So really, if you, if it's something you're serious about, then take your time, learn the craft. There's a lot of really amazing places to take classes here in Chicago, uh, Chicago dramatists, second city. Um, and uh, you, you can take online classes at like uh, Sundance collab. Like there's like, there's books. You ain't got no excuse not to learn how to do the shit. So, uh, yes, write the movie that you want to see in the world, but ma- try to make it good. Do
0: your best. <laughs> hey, do your best. Just be a good person, please. Don't don't create shit. We don't have. We don't need more crap out there in the, in the world. There's so much crap.
1: <laughs> There's so much, and uh, a lot of it is made by people who like didn't take the time to actually respect
0: <laughs> the art form. Um, so. Well, thank you so much, Kira. I've truly enjoyed like talking to you, catching up with you. It's been so great to see your face again. Um, and I will be uh, reaching out to you to gift you some some goodies. So I'm gonna um, reach out to you soon for that. So um, but again, guys, um, you guys can I, all the links and all the. Um, you know, everything that we were mentioning today will be in the show notes. So you guys can always find that there and please follow, um, Kira on all her social media platforms and check out Queens. Right. So she can stay staffed on the show. I would love
1: to yeah. stay employed. And I also love the show. It's a really good show. We have hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like I, I'm not like hyping the show up. Kirk. It's a it's fucking that good ass show. And it's
0: Brandy and Eve. True. True. I have so to catch, have catch up. Show. I'm going to, I'm going to go my ass on Hulu. Because I can't watch live TV because you're right. I don't have an antenna. No Um, one does. And (laughs) it's okay. But again, I appreciate you on the show again. Thank you so much. And as always, guys, we'll catch you next week. Say bye, Kira. Bye, Kira. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. (laughs) Well, shoot the damn dog.